Hello and welcome to the Thursday show here on the Frontline Gaming Network. My name is Paul Murphy, your host. I'm joined by Adam Camilleri. Howdy, everybody. And Dustin Hinshaw. Hello, hello. This is your weekly Meta Madness. We're going to go down a list of amazing tournaments coming up over the weekend to tell you how to prepare for those, what you're going to see there. We're going to talk about the factions. We're going to do some analysis. It's going to be amazing. I want to point out that we are here on the Frontline Gaming Network, and they have some amazing things for sale, including tickets to their events. Check them out in the show notes. Uh, there's hobby classes going up. I tell you, yikes, the word from our the station identification, the word from our spon- sponsors in the middle of the show, but you're going to see it. might not be in, right in the exact middle. It's going to be sometime in the show is actually going to be talking about some of the great hobby classes you can have uh, coming up at their events. So hold tight with us. Uh, we got chat going. It's going to be amazing. We're going to be talking about three events, for I think, from all over the world. Back me up. Yeah, two from North America, one from uh, lovely Dan Under. Oh. Uh, first one we're going to be talking about is the Battle Ready Southern Showdown from Valdosta, Georgia. That is south of me, actually, about uh, two and a half hours. It's the last... Like big city, I say big city. It gets its own sign. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it, I guess it's probably big, big city, but it's, it's uh, close to the Florida border in between G- Georgia and Florida. Mm. It's actually Georgia's a really long state, like Florida's a long state. Uh, it yeah. is an uh, seventy-six player five-round event. We're just going to jump right into it, Dustin. What are we going to see there? We are going to see some Imperial Perfection of Five Sisters, Three Custodes, One Astro Militarum, One Great Knight, Seven Imperial Knights. Mm-hmm. And Space Breeds Perfection, there's six Dark Angels, Three Blood Angels, Two Ultramarines, One Salamander, Four Dark Templar, and a Death Watch. Chaos Superfaction, there's two Chaos Space Marines, Five T-Sons, Three Renegade Knights. And Xeno Superfaction, there's one Necron, Three Orcs, Five Tau. The Hive Mind Superfaction, Seven Tyranids, One GSC, and last but not least in the Eldari Superfaction, there's six Harlequins, and nine of Suriani, meaning the faction podium comes out at Suriani taking the gold spot at nine, followed closely mm-hmm. by Tyranids and Imperial Knights at seven, and then Harlequins and Dark Angels with six. I like that mix. Now, do you know if they're using the, the updates and the balance data slate and everything that came out today and yesterday? Like, you, you, <laughs> gotta, you gotta assume not, right? You gotta assume those things not. come out literally I'm, I'm, like. I'm one of those pull the bandaid off kind of folks. Like well, as soon as I, I, I get that, yeah. I, I agree for points. I think the points are out. And if they haven't had a list submission date, you know, prior, like you could just say everybody resub. Um, I mean, it's going to make the next part of our show a bit uh, pointless because we've got, you know, top players in attendance stuff. But um, like they could, they could probably adopt the points if they wanted to be savvy. But like the Nephilim book isn't officially out until like, almost day one of the tournament's finished. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that's probably a bit too too uh, long ago. The balanced data slate would be, I'd be keen to see if anybody picks that up for the weekend. Uh, I'm not certainly not encouraging tournament organizers to make a decision that's not right for them or their environment. That's one of the things mm-hmm. that like we, I think we believe in like the, the, the organizers kind of uh, you know, really had to establish, you know, what they want for their event and also are kind of like the a represent, uh, representative of what their local scene is or whatever this is a good spread though this event is actually a very beautiful spread of uh because there's a bunch of factions that have you know between the three and six um numbers like orcs are on three um blood angels are on three i mean black templars have four as well um custodies on three there's actually a sisters on five there's a beautiful like middle band spread here and it's not too far off the top where do we feel about asuriani it's kind of the we've always seen 
we've mostly seen Tau and Tyranids trading places. Why do we think Assyriani might be on the rise here? They're legitimately, this is the calm before the storm. That, num- that number mm. next week is going to be 15. And the chat's already saying, that Adam, you are a trendsetter with those dark angels. Uh, <laughs> That's right. No. <laughs> this is great. No. Yeah. That's only, that's only like one or two more than we usually see. Like, yeah, it's not not a, not a great aberration. But as far as Asurani goes, back on the topic is that they are going to explode. And I think that people, well, when they're, fi- they're figuring out that the, they do yeah. really do have the tools to, to compete in any meta whatsoever, it does take some precision. So if I had to guess, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of copycat involved. There's a little bit of faction fans involved, and then there's probably a lot of practice involved. So people have finally figured out how to use and manipulate and take advantage of those angles. Because there's a lot of different different types of players out there. There might be the people who just are willing to jump in both feet when a new faction comes out that they like. You know, if if Asurani was, there are a fan of them, and like there are others who like to build up their own armies, get their own collections when there's a book that they feel they they are enjoy they enjoy as well. So maybe you, know, you get that first wave of the hype, and then you get the second wave when the hobby catches up to the hype. You know, so not not many people can run out and just grab a two thousand point army, chuck it on the table. You know, be it by borrowing or crafting or just having it sitting in their back pocket. So you get that second way of the people who run out, buy it, and then take a couple of months to put it together. And there's another thing to point out is that we have a big tournament coming up in a few weeks called the ATC mm. over here, the American Ooh. Team Championships. So oh, there yeah. may be some people that are practicing with their factions over the course of the next several weekends. And I think that's going to show a kind of a bit of a spike potentially in some of these. Uh, I, I do legitimately feel, though, that, it, that the Asurani Craft Worlds, you know, everything in that Eldar, Eldar book is just going to get exponentially more powerful after these changes start getting adopted. Do you think that actually – it's, it's funny you think there's going to be so many more of them because I've heard a lot of – I'm going to call it salt from a lot of the Eldari players, the Asurani <laughs> players, because of the changes that are coming. Not not to the mission. The mission pack, that helps them. There's no question yeah, about that. That helps them a lot. But the point changes and a few of the tweaks they got in the data balance data slate, they they – they didn't get hit hard, but yeah, they, they'll feel it. And I know anybody when they're doing well and their army gets a little bit of a hit, right? It, it, you feel it. So Here's, you think it's real, real talk time. Real talk time. All right, let's hear it. The Asurani are, are a, a dying race. They know that they're, <laughs> they have been for they're on the brink. <laughs> they, are, they, they struggle and, and they're desperately clinging on to everything they have in this reality of the Warhammer 40,000 universe. And so when they look at an 18 point death company Marine, it feels like that, 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 oh, wow. uh, that grasp is shrinking. And I don't and, know uh, why I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I really should have. I, I, I thought he, he was Perfect. actually going somewhere with it. It was going to be really good. And then blood angels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but legitimately though, I, th- I don't think, I think of the three big uh, top three factions in the game prior to this dal- swathe of balancing effects, uh, Tau, Nids and Asuriani. I still think Asuriani have, th- their top army got hit the least. And that's where I look at this, like who's got the, of, of their best build, which one of them is the most intact? 100% the Asuriani, Asuriani yep. one is the most intact. Absolutely. Might not always be Hail of Doom now, but their best units still retain all their viability. What, like, what do you think yeah. competes with Hail of Doom for like, like for like no fat you know i think precision. i think Ulthway um can be or could be on an evil even footing with halo of doom halo of doom might be a little bit above a little bit below especially depending on how you prefer to play what flavor but the fact is that the two best units um for halo for the halo of doom build that being the dire avengers only went up one point very drop a viper 
covered, points covered, you know? And the fact that Windriders didn't get touched at all. Those are the two modus operandi units that make that archetype go. Unless you're taking scouting legends with Windriders for some reason. It's- yeah, for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why that got hit at all. In fact, I almost think that they just put the five <laughs> yeah, points on the wrong, I, I, the yeah, wrong I, think, I think they did. That's uh, what I thought too when I saw that. I was like, there's no way that they meant to shoot. Yeah, second? Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what? <laughs> um, but the fact is, neither of those got touched. So when you take into it, so we did, touched badly. When you take into account the possible 30 points you'll gain on your three units of 10 Dire Avengers, which you can just cover by dropping one from each squad, and essentially you cover the points are, are sorted. Um, and then they went up by five on each of the Farseers, and then I think that's about it so your army went up like 40 to 50 points like i said drop a viper same list in 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 fact um because of the changes to some of the fire and fade mechanics you might want to drop some of your other models and the, the fact that the loss of to the last means that you don't have to take 10 swooping hawks anymore that can just be another unit of bikes now like that like you can just go three big units of dive you don't think swooping hawks are good you don't think think they're good good enough to take I don't Outside know if five points on the mission. I th- yeah, exactly. Well, I see. I think when they could always get you five points on the mission, that meant that you always wanted to take them. I'm saying now it's it's a question now. They're not auto take, um, especially for Halo Doom, Uthway and stuff. I still think make an, an enormous more an enormously better inroads on some of those units. Um, but for Halo Doom, you can just go like, well, I don't need to care about holding back and getting my 15 onto the last. I can just add all the gas in, you know, add all the killing power. You know, oh, I can't fire and fade. Oh, I don't need to fire and fade. Or I kill everything, you know? That's, that's, that's good. And it's also very comforting. So it means I don't have to finish painting those other 10 Super Hawks. Super yeah. Um, but to some top players in attendance, Seth Piper is ranked number one in the southern region of the USA, bringing Black Templars one of the four at this one. Single battalion detachment, so this is somewhat of a future-proofed army, and we know some of the, the <clears throat> Crusader squads are getting cranked in mm. the, the new um, the uh, the new mission pack. So it starts with a Kalexis Assassin, which I think is a great pick in this army. Um, then he's got a, a regular... How brutal is that in a, in a Black Templar army already that, you know, it's difficult to get a psychic, you know, that, that choice psychic power through. And now there's just this, this extra, even more. Because yeah. <laughs> they've got, so people who don't know, they have a psychic power that just makes one of their units act as a Kalexis. Can't be the target of spells or abilities or, or psychic abilities. So, bada bing, bada boom, you have two sources, which I'm a big fan of. And he's taking two chaplains. So he's taking um, a regular chaplain, a Primrose Chappie on black with his, with his uh, Master of Sanctity, and then Hellbrecht as well to make your smaller beat stick units more beat sticky with the plus one strength uh, because strength five is such a break point in the meta at the moment with you know orcs being on the rise a lot of the tougher necron units probably being seen in addition to nids just being like toughness five almost base now um two units of five assault intercessors one unit of ten primaries crusaders one unit of five blade guard he's got a judicia i love that five blade guard Oh, I, I do as well. Um, Judicia, two uh, Redemptor Dreads, one unit of uh, five Vanguard Vets, one unit of three Eradicators, and an Impulsor. You can only assume to either turn around one of the uh, Assault Intercessors or most likely the Blade Guard. That's the Blade so, Guard and, and the Judicar. That's, that's, yeah, uh, for sure. That's the although they're, they're actually pretty good. If, if you, I mean, what we've kind of always said, if you can get them right up to the center point, they could kind of act as your, your fulcrum in the very center of the table. Yes, exactly right. Uh, um, what I love about the Blade Guard is there's um, now what I love about uh, Black Templars. I think I, I can't remember if said on this show or one of the other shows that Paul and I do, but the Relic Bearer upgrades um, for Black Templars kind of act like all the relics that you don't get anymore, because you just get to use points oh. to essentially 
buy relics um, instead of paying your CP. So you you can just ha- kind of have more than others of those spicy tech things. And one of the things you can put on the blade guard because people are like oh blade guard are crap uh, it, because they can't get armor of contempt. Well, you have a thing you can just buy that says you ignore not only rend one but rend two as well on that blade guard uh, champion. And so he can just act like that pseudo extra um, armor of contempt, and they can be even tougher than they would be otherwise. See, I, I kind of see the blade guard though. They're almost like ninjas and i know that's like counterintuitive or whatever but they basically act like you never get an opportunity to really engage them and they're they're the ones that are engaging you yeah you don't get a chance to hit them before they hit you at least once right that that's what you mean yeah that's what it seems like yeah yeah, and I love them as that like flying company with them and the Vanguard vets. They kind of scoot around, wait for you to overcommit, and then just go make you pay for it. But um, moving on, the next top one in attendance is uh, well, Steve hang on. Crawley. Let me ask oh, one question because I, I think that like Dustin is a Tyranid player. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I know that's not your, you know, your primary. Uh, no, no, it's I, 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 I get you what you're saying. I'm, I'm yeah, forcing the hive mind. So like we we have seen like uh, I was gonna say Chadbrick, Hellbrick, uh, like just wreck Tyranids like by himself. Like, you were right the first time, Paul. Yeah. Chad Brecht, indeed. Chad Brecht, yep. Chad Brecht. <laughs> is, is, like, does, is he priority number one if he's on the table? To, to kill him? Yeah. Mm. Like, <sighs> See, that depends on your list because if you're overcommitting just to kill him, you're going to lose too much. You're going to lose more committing to kill him than to just kind of wait for him to outposition him because at some point they're going to they're going to have to be aggressive with them, right? If, if they want to get value out of them. Uh, but I so, think committing yeah. into them is not the, it's not the best idea. Because like you all, as a Tyranid player, you always have the nuclear option of just yeah. onslaught, send in the Reaper of Obliterax and problem solved. Like just, yeah. on just about damn near any unit. Apart from like a, a, a super heavy, you'll, you'll, you'll solve just about any problem for you. One omission from this list is, that is very interesting and might be future proofing once again. There's no Apothecary. It's actually very interesting. The ubiquitous always take apothecary. Essentially, the top ranked player in the attendance of this event hasn't taken one. So That's, I'm interested to see what that what what is made of that. It's crazy. Think about this. Some players are making these these uh, interesting decisions with like let's, let's look at at um like Stevens Blood Angel list from a few mm. uh like tournaments or BAO type is like, had no chaplain in it. Yeah, no chappy. You know, which was That's, wild. That takes, you know, I, I, you know, this is the type of, this is why we go down these lists. So you know, we, we actually look, you know, try to pick apart maybe what the general is thinking and obviously been very successful. You know, you can tell by the, the, the ITC rank uh, of the individual, you know, obviously making some, some good plays and good decisions. It's like, what, what can we learn from that? Hmm. Yeah, uh, maybe exactly. I don't know if we're going to answer that right now, but uh, just like, I, think that's, that, that, I think that's kind of a that's an overall question that nobody can really answer. It's an overtime, and we have to keep asking it because this is why we do this, right? Every mm-hmm. Thursday, we got to look over these things because things change, and these are some of the best right. players out there, and the, even some more interesting lists that we see that things that you, we expect to see, like an apothecary and a black templar list, it's not there. A chappy and a blood angels list is not there. It's or mm-hmm. maybe we'll start. Maybe we'll see. Uh, Tyranny lives without a tyrant now. You know, it'd yeah. be like, what the heck? But yep. this is why we do this because I, I like. To, I, like I want to know. I want to know what these guys are thinking too. Mm. So uh, moving on, next uh, top player in attendance is Mr. Stephen uh, Crawley. He's ranked fourth in the USA South region. Uh, he's playing High Fleet Leviathan. This is a double patrol that's just been bundled into one stream of consciousness for your viewing ease. Uh, one unit of three Tyrant Guard, one unit of three Azoanthropes. He's got a Neurothrope and a Flyrant, of course. Ten Gargs, one unit of six Warriors, a Malaceptor, two Harpies still, a Hive Tyrant, Tyranid Prime, 
uh, one unit, big unit of two unit warriors, a unit of three zoanthropes to round it out. Um, yeah, sorry, venanthropes. Apologies. But yeah, dude, imagine how much how much of this list has to change come like next come Monday, right? Um, two flyrants. It's got two two patrols, so it's starting at four CP if they buy nothing, um, <laughs> and they probably buy like one or two. You at least want the Reaper, uh, you know? You're buying um, at least one. Yeah, it's got a bunch of built into the last options, like the unit of nine tuned warriors, the Malaceptor, and then I'm assuming um, it's either one of the Harpies or it'll be the Flyrant, right? Uh, the Flyrant, the Harpies, I don't think could get more expensive than the Flyrant. Beautiful. And so, yeah, I mean, you don't have to take the big block of nine tuned warriors. That could be three by three, one, you know, four, a four and a five. Um, in addition, that fatty Malaceptor uh, didn't get light touched, didn't didn't get just a slap on the wrist. It got 50. Dealt more with. points or something it's uh, yeah points. it's a lot it's a lot points yeah Oof. i still th- i still think in some lists they make sense but the vast majority i don't think uh make the cut now yeah 50 points was 20 points too many like it was it's so close to being appropriately costed at that point mm-hmm. cost but just now well, it's a little too much but it's it's two to 220 points yeah 220 that is a lot for something that only psychic phases. You know, how many points is a, is a flyrant? Uh, flyrant one ninety base. Oh. Yeah, can be. It's extremely fast. Can be made to shoot. Can be made to fight and psychics. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. when it's worth it. When you're paying like over two hundred points for something that only does one thing. Like it's not like a malaceptor can slap you in combat into any decent melee unit. Yeah, but, but it's um, it's wounds. Yeah, it does a damage. You know, yeah, it's all right. No, it does multiple damage. Come on, it's, it's got monster. three attacks. It's got three attacks. Well, it's, you know? multi- it's two D three damage, doing? Adam. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Ten Gretchen charge you. What you gonna do, Malaceptor? Um, <laughs> Cry. Uh, but yeah, this is this is a pretty straight up and down Leviathan list. If we're if we're being honest with it, yeah. For so sure. we'll move on because we have an exciting one. Stephen Toski has bought the baller ass list of the event. Okay. He's playing corn. He's got a battalion with an auxiliary of demons. And that auxiliary just has Bellicor in it. He's got of demon. Oh, what the heck? You say of of demon. demon. He's got a Chaos Lord, an Exalted <laughs> Champion, Khan the Betrayer, three units of five Zerkers, two Decimator Engine, two units of five Raptors, ten Warp Talons, and two Rhinos, and just Bellicor for the cherry on top. Hilarious. I love this list. And good wow. on you, Toski. I hope this list is actually sick in like a couple of weeks. This is somebody that's going to have fun at this event one way or the other. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Thank you, Stephen. It, um, it's not just a push forward list, though. I mean, there's. It's, it's it can be, but not. it's definitely. It, it, it's not. Yeah. Um, how do you guys think the. So the White Dwarf will definitely be in effect here. Um, does this supercharge this in any way or give it any spicy stuff it didn't have before? I think the Scouting Rhinos would be the only thing that might catch people off guard, yeah? Are you sure this, they're, they're going to have the White Dwarf in, in effect? effect? Well, it, came, it, it was supposed to come out at the start of the month, yeah? That White Dwarf? Oh. 17th? So it came out on the 17th. Apologies. It might not be in effect. Maybe just getting ready for it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, getting, getting himself well primed. I don't think anyone will besmirch the guy getting no. the rules. You know, nobody's gonna walk into no, the table playing Steve and be like, "Man, you're such a whack player." He's, he's he cracking I'm... over his white dwarf, and you just slap it out of his hand. No, no, you're not. You're not doing it. <laughs> I mean, they, they do get five attacks. You know, and then plus the other stuff that they get. You know, so there's a possibility uh, yeah, that it's... they they could still 
uh, do a lot of damage. It's not nothing for sure. I do love the two decimators as well. Um, I think decimators are actually in a pretty good place, uh, especially with armor contempt mm-hmm. in effect. Uh, but yeah, that takes that's that event, guys. What do we think's taken it? There this, is a lot is of tough. knights, boys. There is a, there is seven there are a knight layers. I don't know what the terrain is like, though. Do you know what the terrain is like there, Paul? You, you're I, closest to that event. Valdosta, although it's in the same state, is seven hours south of me. <laughs> so it's basically down the street. <laughs> uh, you can probably uh, see, mean, like, uh, see the train from uh, your window. Come on. An easy five hours. So it's... Uh, yeah, but you're right. That actually could be a, be a factor here. And with that many knights, that, that has to be on their mind. Uh, yeah. This is a, I mean, I think I'm still going to... Uh, Tal ha- cannot be stopped currently, is what mm-hmm. we've seen the last couple of weeks. I'm going Tal. Yep. Beautiful. Dustin, what do you reckon? Uh, There's one I, GSC player, baby. Yeah, but he didn't show his list, so I don't know if it's a good list or not, you know? You just got to feel it. You <laughs> just got to feel it? Sometimes we've called little... these blind. Like yeah, like the beacon that calls the the hive mind a fourth. I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening to the hive mind right now. Just a second. No, sorry. It's gonna. <laughs> it's gonna... <laughs> uh, uh, I am actually for this event. Assuming we're not using the new stuff, I am actually gonna say Harlequins. Ooh, not bad. Yeah, there is six six Harlequin players in attendance. I think that's a good call. I oh, we got a shout Ooh. out for the world leaders list. Uh, more power uh, to him. Deserves it. Deserves it. Yeah, let's. I'm going to go for a sisters player, okay. but I want, I want, I want Toski to smack absolutely annihilate. Oh yeah, no, we. I think we all want that. Mm. Uh, we, we definitely all want that. Yeah. So, so question for the question for you guys, just to derail a little bit. Chaos have been on the bottom for so long, and we only we only generally let some factions get away with being on top without salting up horrifically on them, like. Tyranids didn't get a breath because they kind of had Crusher Stampede that was on top for a while. So yep. when they were on, like on top, we were just like nuke them, destroy them. Yeah. Oh, the good bugs a dead bug. You know, how long are we willing to let Chaos Space Marines be the best faction in the game if they are? I think that people have been wanting that for a long time. I think the mm. game is better when there's a good bad guy faction. Uh, more fun, I should say. Guy. It's more. Uh, straight up three months I will not even complain I'll just be like I am only happy for Chaos players to be the best army in the game I hope Sardinals can crack the codes I'm okay with I'd say three months is is good I just as long as they don't complain during that three months you have have Uh, like your your Asarani buddies are doing exactly (laughs) so you're saying you're pushing it on them if they don't complain we won't if you don't complain we will complain everybody be cool everybody be cool that's too much to ask for if you complain about two moves or something you're taking away or giving you two moves taking away the three up say give you a five up instead that's what's happening Uh, Nikki D. Willems just pointed out Jack Harpster is in attendance from Art of War playing Blood Angels at this event change my vote oh change well Paul's changing his vote there's no well he might not win it's going to be it's always hard pressed to hold Jack off a podium like it's very hard pressed to hold him off a, a top three um but yeah, I let's jump down. For Tal. I do think Tal got it kind of under control right now. But yeah, it comes up depending on terrain. Though. Uh, what's uh, next event, boys? Uh, this is going to be the Boise Cup in Boise, Idaho. That is in the U.S. It the is boys. north of here. Uh, Seventy-one players, five-round event. Looks like some uh, pretty diverse stats here as well. Hmm. Well, yeah, let's see. So the Imperials' perfection there is one sisters, four custodes, four admac. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
two great knights and one imperial knight. Then space racer faction, there's three dark angels, three space wolves, two blood angels, one black templar, one death watch, and one imperial fist. Chaos perfection, three chaos space marines, five T sons, two death guard, and six renegade knights. Xeno superfaction, there's two necrons, five orcs, and two tau. I like this tournament yeah, already. Hive mind superfaction, there's eight tyranids. I no longer like this this, back, this tournament. No GSC at all. Atari Superfaction is two Aldari, two Harlequins, five Assyriani. Meaning the faction podium is Tyranids, topping it off at eight. All of them second by Renegade Knights for the first time in God knows how long. Yeah. We have the Assyrian mm-hmm. and Orc at five, but we have to make sure we give the honorable mention to Admech with four. It's right behind them. We're giving them, we're giving, what's, what's, what's that, the bronze? I hope one of those admec is a 14 Castellan robot list. <laughs> after, I don't know, Mer? Is Mer, Mer. After, after bronze? I don't know. I just made it up. I don't even know if Mer is a mineral. Yeah, you know, frankincense and Mer? I don't know what it is. but uh, If we were playing d and I think it's Electrum. There you go. Oh, okay. Sorted. There you go. Electrum. <laughs> the Electrum uh, metal. Uh, but this is another beautiful spread. Uh, second time, two events out of two, we have a knight's army uh, making the podium, uh, which I think is very cool. It's interesting, the Imperium, seven Imperial knights at the previous event, six Renegade knights at this event. I yeah. love it. I think it's awesome. And only one uh, Imperial knight. So what, what's with the switch here? Why, yeah, was there, why were there so many Imperial knights in the last one and just like half renegade knights and then here. they got together and they were like look yeah. we don't want to fight um, each other you guys go north we'll go south dominate them both definitely a pact that has been made um yeah in a time we don't understand it's uh, a dread a i'm dread. not gonna lie i would actually love to see some chaos knights fail some dread tests for once that would make me feel a lot better about everything yeah i yeah, want that i want to see chaos knights versus chaos knights just so they feel what it feels like to fail freaking dread tests Oh, you got mm-hmm. you got a six inch charge. Guess what? Twelve inch now. Yeah, suck it. <laughs> the dread, um, I, actually, cast knights are 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 I think going to be good. It's mm-hmm. like really dominant. Mm, I agree. I don't know if they'll be that fifth round. The thing when you fight in the fifth round, but they've definitely gone all gotten they battle back to being like that fourth. They round are one of the best gatekeepers right now. I think. Uh, yeah, they really are. Um, absolutely terrifying if ill-equipped um mm-hmm. let's jump down to the top players in attendance the first of which is mr bren cromwell um he is playing necrons relentlessly expansionist and eternal conquerors a bit of the og now i want to unpack how good this list is going to be just starts off with a silent king who's the warlord who's absolutely so much oh so good now um then he's got a spearhead with a plasma site two units of five ophidians and three by three heavy destroyers if i was right in believing it was a ben that was uh pioneering the toughness five archetype for necrons some some many oh like ago. back back in the day we were talking yeah. about yeah i think you're yeah, right. I mean, we're all we're almost a year on this this yeah. show by the way so uh, it's got a, a he's got ago. And he's got a Vanguard detachment with another Plasma Site and a Plasmancer, uh, three units of five Scorpec Destroyers and one unit of five Race. So that's, that is uh, six Alpha units or aggressive units, three units of three like anti-tank all-rounders in the Heavy Destroyers, and then the Silent King tying it all together. Um, this is a pretty small footprint, but it is explosive. Yeah, I just got a, got a comment uh, from Sindri said, that's a spicy streamlined list. It's, yep. real, it's real tight, real tidy. It is really tight. Um, 
and everything kills, everything chops, everything's kind of durable as well. And this list might become the bee's knees uh, come Monday because those locust heavy destroyers all went down five points. Silent King went down another yeah, twenty you, points. You also like, have another what uh, another unit of something, another unit of five race maybe. No? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. You could just pack, <laughs> almost pack another unit of five in there. Um, in addition to the Silent King just being cracked, oh he's now God. core. Um, a super heavy, like, but basically a super heavy core vehicle. Yeah. That yeah, already that gives out bus to everybody, but now gets it himself. To, like, oh god, that yeah. Silent King is—he should be in every neck run list once this. He started. is great. He's, he's so good. He gives you, know you the, the rules riders are. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go, mate. Finished up. I uh, said, so you know, the rules riders are just kicking themselves, just like we could have just put core and everything, and they wouldn't have complained. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> exactly. That's, That's all you have to do. You know, maybe something. Just do it. One word: core. Done. Yeah. Yeah, but this is a list that translates to Monday very well. Like this, this mm. makes the transitions extremely well. Um, I'd love to see like a one block of twenty warriors in here. Admittedly, they didn't go down in points. I think they could have gone down a point per model, but it's not going to break the bank because like you actually the, your mono faction bonus is actually good now. Like mm. you get one all game, and oh, then you just have so all good. the others on top. So really good. And uh, the Silent King can manipulate those. Gives you the CP um, to buy a bunch of extra stuff when he's the ward, which he has to be. Um, I think, yeah, absolutely cranked um, this list may be. Any cool. other comments, boys, before I hit the next? No, I think that's good. Necron, sir, we're going to see a bunch of them back on. I love it. I oh, do yeah. love it that I feel like that what, what we've seen from the recent updates is going to radically change what we see on the faction rundowns and what have you. They're going to be a slight, slight bit of hobby lag. But what I do feel is like, the fact that it exists has given a lot of players a spark, a little bit of hope. Yes. They can they can get out there and, and play what they want to play. You know, I've even seen some Master Militarum list start to get brewed. Uh-huh. Uh, curious to see if, uh, you know, what happens in the next couple of weeks. So if you're just tuning into the show for the first time, we actually do run and do this every single week. We talk about the, the meta that's coming up over the weekend. We, we talk about how it evolves, talk about how to play the certain things, talk about how to beat certain things. You know, like that's, so come on this journey with us if this is your mm. first time. And we have an active uh, chat community, which is happening right now live. So if you are listening to this later on, you'll hear us talking to the chat every now and then. And that's the reason. Yeah. Oh, uh, we Thursday are. Thursday nights hop on the chat train. We are creeping up to that one-year milestone of episode 52. We are five weeks away, and it's only going to get crazier from here. A whole new meta will be broken down mm-hmm. and defined and explained to you week Almost. by week. It's like we a should do something special. Best. We should do something special for it. I'll eat cake yeah. on the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well we'll start there we'll, we'll have cake we'll, we'll okay. get different cake right. and and the fugo will I'll just us be answering cake related questions in our, in our birthday suits in our in birthday suits yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actual I'm, suits I'm, 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 oh, okay I'll, I'm halfway there good thing you clarified <laughs> <laughs> um, next up is Jordan uh, uh, Gledhill playing Valorous Heart Sisters mm. he's got a battalion and a supreme command detachment which of course will be Morbin Vile uh, Hospitaller Canoness, Celestine, and the Gemini, Ethereal Stern, and Kaiganel. So, bunch of characters. Three That's by a choice five we've battles. not seen. Yeah, dude. Three by five battle sisters, 10 sacrosins, um, 10, sorry, a unit of 10 and a unit of five sacrosins, uh, a dogmata, a one unit of five dominions, one unit of six Xerophim, three by five retributors, and a single rhino. So, going much more MSU on the retributors, three units is a lot more than we usually see. Usually, seeing like one unit of 10 or two units of five, three by five is is quite a bit, meaning that this gent thinks the uh, multi are absolutely necessary. And with the renegade knight count, I think it's a good call. Uh, what do we make of the, the hero hammer here? That's a lot of characters. 
see this a lot with the sisters list now, don't we? Like this is something that a lot of sister plays have started to do. They just done the hero hammer. Has it done doing well? I haven't actually seen them be played like on stream. I want to watch this be played so I can understand more what the plan is behind it. Because it really what fascinating. Stern I love do? it. Yeah. What does Stern and Coggenil like? What do they actually do other than being almost like a little self-contained powerhouse that can mm. rove around and do things? Which I, I'm a big believer in. Do you know Adam? Um, lost off my head. Um, He's looking, we can, we can see. I am looking, literally looking it up. You'd be able to see it the, too if you're live with us right it's, now. It's it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, <laughs> I I know what the combo is. I know what they do. Um, there's a firstly, it's a bunch of attacks. Um, uh, Ethereal Stone is actually a hell of a beta. Um, where is it? Quit with Sanctity. Where is that? Um, so. Kai, uh, Ethereal Stern has five attacks at strength six minus three, two damage, and you can't take invulns. That's what it is. It's oh, the no, no invulns. That's a big deal. Yeah. Okay. Um, and each time attack is made against one from the hit, so they're minus one to hit, minus one to wound okay. with a four with four plus invulnerable saves. Um, they can be put in reinforcement for free um, without any issues. Um, and each time the Kaikal has to take the wounds uh, before Stern does. Uh, and it is fights first. So they have fights first, ignore invulns, uh, four up invuln, minus one to hit, minus one to wound, deep strike and, for free. And Zealot. Yeah, dude. Actually, and, they're and actually Zealot. pretty baller. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, it may, makes a charge move, was charge to perform heroic intervention, reroll attacks, hit rolls. So. Okay. Okay. They punch I out. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, punch out a little baby smite. Um, whilst chaos, a chaos unit has been six of this model strike, one from the leadership characteristic, and this time a unit fails a morale test, an additional model automatically flees from that unit. That might become relevant soon. I, I don't know how much uh, how much morale is going to be a thing for chaos yet, but like Kaikonel and, and Stern are pretty good. Okay. Well, it's kind of already a thing for chaos knights. So I mean, it's. Yeah, you know, it's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah, the minus one to hit, minus one to wound is pretty amazing, actually. Now yeah. that I think about it. Oh, there we go. Oh, Thanks for unpacking that. I'm down. Yeah, I'm down. a lot of a lot of wounds. Uh, a total of eleven wounds in that combo. Uh, five on Kaiganel, six on Stern. So they're not easy to chew through. A four plus mm -hmm. involved with minus one to hit, minus one to wound. I they only yeah. count as one character, though, right? They count as two. I no, I think you get you get like like you would for killing Gemini and um, Celestine. You kill both, you get the points of both. Tell them like assassination. Yeah, they're yeah. unit of characters. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving down, next one is Bob uh, Keeley, uh, the most courageous man at the event. Uh, um, <laughs> and he's playing I just Iron confirmed Warriors. They do both have the character keyword. Sorry to jump back, but they do both. Have. Oh, sorry. Did, did I give you guys a chance to unpack that list? Yeah. I did. I, think, I did. did I? I think yeah, so. Yeah. Um, so, Iron Warriors, Bob Keeley, um, or Kelly. Uh, he's got a patrol, exalted champion, master of possession, master of possession. Two units of ten cultists, one unit of four spawn, three defilers, one unit of three obliterators, two helldrakes, and a super heavy ox with a brass scorpion. Oh, you are that's a why. lad. You're there an absolute what? lad. A champion. Uh, this is kind of you look at this as like, what year am I playing in? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Hero of the hobby, right there. This is the crab people rise. The, crab, the, crab the helldrakes. <laughs> the helldrakes can do a lot. I mean, the Heldrakes, they're, they're one of those things that can go and attack. They've got a decent mm -hmm. gun on them. I mean, they can get behind enemy lines fairly easily. Yeah, they're not threatening to a, a lot of things, but they harass really well, and they'll, be just, they'll just frustrate you all over the place. And they're there to go and tag your Laz Cannons, your Multi-Melters, and stop them from getting angles early, right? 
Oh, yeah. and look, we're actually hearing in the chat this is a beautifully converted army as well. Oh, and stuff. So I uh, even I like to, I like seeing that. A lot of love into an army list and then some interesting choices, These but choices that might be hard, difficult for armies to deal with. I don't, I'm not I don't, I'm not sure what to make of these two masters of possession. Uh, so it's two bubbles, I guess. He can have a bubble he, uh, whichever way he wants of the four-up invuln, I guess, whether he wants to have it on the scorp or he wants to chuck it elsewhere. I don't know what other powers the Masters of Possession have that benefit this, apart from... Do they have uh, a possible or something? Uh, and that's a Disco Lord. Oh, that's the Disco Lord. Yeah, usually you'd see... It's been a while since I've seen these on the yeah. table. Okay, give me a break. <laughs> usually I'd see a Disco Lord with this to give it all plus one to hit. Right. Um, but yeah, if you were ever going to convert a model, Defiler's uh, top of that list. Oh, the, of, the, uh, the, the cool things you can do with Chaos when you convert them, it's, it's almost as good as Orcs. You can make some mm. really cool looking stuff. But man, like, is there a model that has aged? I, I have a soft spot in my heart for the Defiler, for how OG and awesome it mm -hmm. looks. But sweet, dearie mm. me, oh my, does that need an update? Yeah. yeah. It looks pretty I, it, it had rules before it had a model. And, uh, I seeing, remember, yeah. Seeing the cool th designs that people had done on their on their own was really cool. Like there were several of them featured in White Dwarf back in the day. Uh, it, you know, but that little gun, you know, that's that's the only thing that looks coming off the chest or whatever. Yeah, uh, it's like this big <laughs> compared <laughs> to what we have now, whatever. But I do yeah. I do like all the the crab claws and everything. That's I I never want the crab claws to go, but I want them to be designed in a more playable manner i you know the toxicrane oh man just trying to hug things yeah exactly you knock over everyone else's models you're smashing the, the terrain down you're just like you're a menace i'm gonna do what uh, you're not, you're not supposed wheels. to do on the camera like monster hands that's what it is <laughs> i love the toxicrane but it's impossible to put on the table it's it's the it's it's mr grabby he just just knocks over all your opponent's shit um who do we think's winning this one because i'm gonna go renegade knights because there's so many of them and I want them to get a big scalp. I want them to crush an event. I wouldn't disagree with that, but I'm actually going to go... I'm going to go Necrons. If if one of those Admech lists is heavy Castellans, they've got it in the bag. Uh, but other than that, uh, I am also going to go Chaos Knights. Nice. Necrons going to beat that up. Easy peasy. Uh, so right, right. but we're going to jump to one more tournament, and then after that, we have a kind of a palate cleanser segment we call the Fuego Rapido. Uh, it's like you know, just a little moment of zen where you kind of chill out after we talk about all these crunchy uh, stats and tournament figures and facts and all this other kind of stuff. But before that, we're going to take a quick break, get a word from our sponsor, and then we'll be coming back right here. Hey everybody, we are really excited to announce that we are going to be attending the Las Vegas Open in January 2023 and we're especially excited because it's our first foreign trip as the Duncan Rhodes Painting Academy and we're going to be there doing some painting seminars, we're going to be judging some painting contests and we're even going to join in some games too, so we really hope that we see you there. We are back. You want to register for those things. It's going to be exciting. You want to come to these things. It is also exciting if it's right for you. Get to hang out with cool people. Get to talk about cool stuff. Do cool things. Uh, it's going to be amazing. Next the one, next term, we're going we're to be talking about himself. Yeah, we are going himself. almost the to the exact other side of the world, like almost to the to the latitude. Uh, the other side of the world. We're going to be talking about the Victorian Team Championship for Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Is are Melbourne and Victoria the same place? Is that two different places? No, Melbourne's like, Melbourne's the capital city of Victoria. Victoria's oh. the state. Yeah, Melbourne's just so happens to be where I live, gentlemen. 
What a really? So are you yeah. playing in this? I am indeed. You, yep. you, I hoped you were going to say yes. If you said no, I was going to be very disappointed. <laughs> 104. Yeah, 24 teams of four. It's a five-round event. We're going to go down. I have to imagine that there's like exclusions of how many factions can be included yeah. per, per team. Uh, that's the way normally way these uh, team tournaments work. And so keep that in mind. 24 teams as we run down the faction Mm-hmm. Uh, totals and Dustin, yeah. would you mind doing that for us? Absolutely. So again, keep like Paul keeping in mind that no, none of these can be any more than twenty-four. So as closer to the twenty-four they have, more teams took them. So Imperial Superfaction, there is two Imperium, six sisters, six custodes, one Astromilitarum, four Grey Knights, twelve Imperial Knights. Half of the teams have Imperial Knights on them. Super, Space Marine Superfaction, there's four Dark Angels. I know who one of them is. One Blood Angel, one Salamander, one White Scar, one Iron Hand. So eight of the teams took uh, Space Marine Factions there. Chaos Superfaction, there's one Chaos Soup, two Chaos Space Marines, seven T-Suns, three Death Guard, five Renegade Knights. Xenos Superfaction, there's two Necrons, three Orcs, seven Tau. Hive Might Superfactions, 12 Tyranids. Half the teams took Tyranids as well. Three GSC. Yeah, there we go. Adari Superfaction, there are five Eldari, four Drukari, one Harlequin, and eight a Suriani, which means 14 took mm-hmm. the Craft World book. Took the Craft World book. So technically they're number one, um, which is an interesting thing. Um, so Eldari could also be a Drakari and Harlequins. Um, I do think that would be quite rare. Um, it could also be Drakari and Asuriani, which would also mm-hmm. be quite rare. It could also be Yunari, which I do believe at least one of them is. Um, oh, really? That's yeah. So, but yeah, for those who don't know, the Asuriani and the Eldari book is, you can only be used once. You can't take Harlequins and Asuriani. You get one of each of those. So, so you get, you only get one of those, not each. Uh, so yeah, the total of 14 is technically number one. Um, but what are the top factions? The top factions are actually Tyranids and Imperial Knights at number one. Asuriani then technically are going to be in the silver spot with eight and then Tau and T-Suns tied in third with six. The T-Suns is actually a very, very good team list. We've talked about this before too, so mm-hmm. it's not surprising mm-hmm. to see them pretty heavily represented. I, I, I realized I made the wrong number. They're both at seven. I wrote six, and uh, those well, both factors are at seven. I just, I read what's on the prompter, Adam, so I'll read whatever you put on there. Anything you put on oh, there, I just read oh, it, right? Don't give me such power. Do not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this it's a double-edged sword. Boys. Um, three events in a row, the three biggest events of this weekend, all Imperial Knights on the podium. What do, that's, it's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Are Imperial Knights objectively stronger than Renegade Knights? I thought Renegade Knights, I think the thing is there with the Renegade Knights, I think are a deeper book. So it's going to take a little bit longer to, to kind of figure that out, them out, if that makes sense. Adam really wants to say something right now. That's why I keep talking. So he can't get a word in edgewise yet. Fine. It's just, it's so anyway, in Renegade Knights, <laughs> No. What what are you thinking? I think Renegade Knights are better, personally. Yes. But I think Imperial Knights are a lot easier to play. That's what I said. Come on. Yeah. That's, what I yeah. Said. That's why I shut up. I didn't you think because of the like, dread that's test? That's exactly what I was going to say. Is, like, um, do you, like the dread and the paths, then the... Uh... So having a having a um, uh, in, having so many bonuses that rely on your opponent being in a place rather than you being in a place, mm-hmm. um, you need to use your stuff against them in order to activate it. Whereas all uh, Imperial Knights buffs they just get by like uh, existing. Uh, yeah. Cool, is the unit alive? It's getting buffs. You know, yeah. oh, all I must your, be honorable all, this turn. Yeah, all your all all the Renegade Knights units need to be in positions, need to be influencing the board. You need to be very active with your army, and I think it's just by default. Um, 
a bit of a harder thing to wield all the time, especially to other aggressive armies being like, well, I have to actually push on these Blood Angels to do anything. I'm not sure I want to do that. So I'm just playing a worse Knight's army than, you know, the Imperial Knights who could just have all their buffs sitting in their deployment zone. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And people probably have had um, Imperial Knights for longer too. Yeah, that is exactly existed true. for a lot that's- longer. Yeah, that's a great point. I think they've been functional. Like you could you could be competitive with them more often than you have been able to be competitive with mm-hmm. the chaos version of it. Mm. Uh I mean that's that's you know, one opinion, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so so um, maybe they're ready. There's less hobby lag involved. Exactly right. What I did for I pulled out two teams from this event. Uh one of them because they were the last winners of the VTC to run for um a one year already. And this is uh team Nerf Queensland is and they come from the state of Queensland and they won it last year so they're kind of hanging on everybody by saying hey we need to be nerfed for too strong um and they bringing a four pack of Assyriani Tau Imperial Knights and Tyranids and you'd be hard pressed to find a better configuration of that pre you know data slate and, and mission changes the archetypes sit as thus the Assyriani is Hail of Doom of course and Masterful Shots 30 Dire Avengers 15 Wind Riders and a Webway Gate other than that it's exactly there's nothing spicy the Web- Webway is the only interesting point here. It's pretty, pretty what you'd expect. Um, yeah. uh, you say the Webway, but that's become almost standard. Uh, it is becoming just, much it, more, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is. I mean, they don't even use it. It's just like, well, I got my 80 points. I'll throw into this and, you know. Yeah. yeah. If cool. I need it, I need it. If I don't, whatever. It takes, eat some shurikens. Exactly right. <laughs> um, then we've got Tau. We were playing custom set, which is play their part and blocking tactics, which I believe is the one that makes the crisis suits obsec and counters three models. And he literally is taking five units of crisis plus long strike in an auxiliary. Long strike is so good in this list. This gentleman is paying two CP to just bring him along. Yeah. Um, and that literally is paying two CP just to just to ham fist long strike into this list. Last hurrah of those CP. That ain't happening. Yes, <laughs> it is. It's exactly right. But it just shows you how good that model is. And then five units of crisis is just obnoxious. Um, Imperial Knights is up next uh, with Tyrannus, three Helverins, uh, four Warglaves. I misspelled Helverins because I was half asleep. Um, four Warglaves, a Crusader, and a Preceptor. This is actually uh, an interesting take on the, on the list. Usually in the, the Tyrannus build, you, you'll see three bigs, four smalls. This has flipped the script somewhat, and it's gone for two bigs, seven smalls. Actually, I'm actually quite a fan. Um, but this, this Crusader is not going to be as reliable to crank out the mortals as some, but it's still going to be enough to gut check the crap out of people. So I think mm-hmm. it still does the job. And then lastly, we have a Tyranids list. This is Behemoth. Um, which I'm going to actually hand pass to Dustin for a minute and tell me um, what like, is what is uh, a behemoth? Tell us what does behemoth do? Well, behemoth is reroll charges and plus one to strength in the charge. So that's actually like plus one to strength, and their psychic power is plus one to wound in close combat. They do a okay. lot more damage. And the big thing about behemoth, which it's going to become less of a big thing later on, is because they actually are one of the few uh, fleets that have lurk as mm-hmm. one of their uh, adaptives. So yeah, the biomorphologies. Has, the biomorphologies, yeah. So they can actually take some really spicy adaptations in there. Like other monsters can count as uh obsec yeah. obsec there's, there's a lot of good ones in there. So I actually I've I really like the behemoth build. So, so the well, biomorphologies is something that uh you get to choose at, you know after you know what your opponent is. It's not as a pre-game thing that there are already um uh it's not a predetermined thing that you have to do. You get to choose that. Uh, when you figured out the deployment, the mission, your opponent, or whatever. Uh, so it can be very, very powerful. Yeah, at this oh. tournament. But after this, 
Not anymore. Nope. That just changed in the data slate, so they have to pick it on their list now, which is a bit rough, I think. It's the thing a is, little rough. The, I, th- I don't like it. Uh, that was one of the core facets of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems a bit rough. But anyway, that that archetype is actually 3 by 10 gargoyles, 3 medium-sized units of warriors, 3 by 3 zoanthropes, and 2 harpies make up the, the sum total of the, the core of it. Um, 3 by three by 10 gargoyles. I'm actually a fan. I like gargoyles a yeah. lot. Mm. All right. Um, what I'm surprised we don't see more of them actually, but maybe it's because it's the yeah. uh, the the high fleet the people have been choosing or whatever. But gargoyles in the troop slot. Mm. So this this four pack is, I think, about as good as it gets in the current game, which is one mm-hmm. of the reasons I really wanted to highlight them. Apart from them, of course, being the reigning champions. Um, but yeah, the best Assyriani build, the best Tower build um, for teams, at least uh, the Crisis Spam, uh, a, a very strong Tyranid build, and then a gut check Gatekeeper to go up first um, in the Knights. Mm-hmm. This is an extremely good lineup um, four pack. Um, but yeah, and I can't really poke any holes in it. I guess the only thing that's kind of substandard is the fact it's not Leviathan, it's Behemoth. And Tyranids are so strong, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. He's just taking the spice because he <laughs> likes it. Right now, it really doesn't. It, it really it's, doesn't it's hard to not do well with Tyranids right now. They're very, yeah. very strong. Exactly right. All right, next up is the LFFC. Um, do you guys want to know what that stands for? I can dodge it because there are some miscreants <laughs> in Australia who like to name things. Maybe, maybe we should. And this is a family show. Or this, you know, <laughs> it's a family show. All right, we'll dodge it. Um, this has Tyranids, Grey Knights, Asuriani, and Chaos Soup as the four lists. The archetype standards. Thus, we've got a Levi- Leviathan deta- uh, detachment. Uh, sorry, uh, build. Th- uh, you one unit of Thermi Hormigans. 30 Hormigans, tunes to 10 Gargoyles, and three medium-sized warrior units. So he's maxed out his battalion of, of troops. He's got six troop choices. Three units of three Pyrovores and three Biovores. And then the rest is just kind of ubiquitous fly rent, neurothrope bits and pieces. Um, but man, maxing it, like taking a battalion and then maxing out the um, the troop slots seems like a bold play. I like the troops, though. Something that people don't realize, too, that uh, swarm... This is one ability that you can use with the stratagem to respawn in the command phase is a big deal. Mm. It's a big so like, deal. You do, do you do it at the like beginning of the command phase or like when is I it? Because it's can you... the, oh, it's in the command phase. Because it's your command phase, you determine the order of events that order things happen. Yeah. yeah. So, so you get on an objective and then – That you don't own it. and suddenly, oh, look, I actually own more than you now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next up, we have a pretty standard Grey Knights build, like three Dread Knights and a Grandmaster Dread Knight and 25 Interceptors. It's pretty much what it says on the box. Prezium Brethren is the choice there. Um, Asuriani, uh, we got Webway Warriors and Hail of Doom. And I don't even know what Webway Warriors does. I didn't have time to look it up. Um, but 30 Dire Avengers, two units of eight Swooping Hawks, and the Webway Gate pretty makes up the, the vast majority of that build. Mm-hmm. Um, someone in the chat tells us what Webway Warriors does for us because I can't be bothered. And then Chaos <laughs> Soup, um, Celeste Demons, and Word Bearers. We have seen this list. This is Matt Morisoli. He's playing his 60 Possessed, uh, plus his Fiends and supporting characters. Uh-huh. So... This is an interesting four pack, yeah, because you have um, very great, you have a very aggressive Grey Knights build with the twenty five interceptors. You have a kind of Webway centric, as in medium me- medium table ranged Asuriani build. They want to fight in the middle of the table, and then you have kind of a stable Tyranids build where they kind of kind of do the sit back play everything. But then you have got this ultra aggressive Chaos Soup, and so 
I'm curious to see how they get wielded. Like uh, Matt Rosoli, the the Chaos player, is one of the best players in Australia. He can mm. kind of almost beat anybody on the right table, right mission. Um, well, pretty much can and has. Uh, but uh, the rest of the uh, the rest of the team is actually is a very strong team. Um, this is this is what I think is the strongest team coming from my home state in Victoria. These are four very accomplished players. Um, but yeah, I find their build is uh, quite interesting because I don't quite know how they're going to use it. I look at the previous four pack and I'm like, well, the knights go up. Um, they take the light table and you have to just hope you, that you go first and they don't. Otherwise, they're just going to dunk, you know, a good portion of your your board is gone. Whereas here, there's a lot more flexibility in what they do. Um, like the Tyranids could go up and just have a good game into everything. doesn't matter what you put into them. They can probably have the ability to beat you. Or Matt having that ability as a player to just go up and be like, I don't care who you put in. I'm probably going to stomp them. Um, what do you guys make of the four pack? It's an interesting one too. The Grey Knights are, are still, they're actually a good... Uh good teams list too. I've started to see a lot of Grey Knights throw in the Imperial Knights into their list to actually just give it that extra bit of either firepower or close combat, usually firepower. Usually firepower, yeah. But uh, I like them. They have really good secondaries. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, there's every every one of these lists, except for the Chaos, has extremely good secondary game. And the Chaos doesn't have awful one, just not as good as the rest. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are the two I pulled out and expect both of those teams to do well. Um, shall we hit the Fugo boys? Yeah, let's do it. Actually, I like this. Yeah. They're trying to be almost like a little meta. Uh, I don't say a, a meta breaker or whatever, but they're definitely mm. making people. They're giving people uncommon choices, and so yeah. they may simply win one or two of their rounds just on pairings and pairings. Exactly fusion, right. You exactly know, which right. is uh, important and very important. Spot on. Uh, center on the camera. The hell production. I'm all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the Fuego Rapido. This is the segment of the show. It has sometimes very little to do with Warhammer 40,000. This is just how we close every show out, uh, giving ourselves a list of topics where we give ourselves two minutes to give some pretty hot takes to some questions that are submitted by uh, behind the scenes or listeners of the show or whatever. You could get some questions featured here on the Fuego Rapido if you submit them to us. I don't even know where people submit things to us, but you can hit us up and ask us some things or whatever, but do something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But there's two minutes and we yeah. talk this about is, some stuff. The great Paul Murphy <laughs> is so eloquent. Each topic. Beautiful. Production. I think you can hear production right now. You got me. Okay. Uh, the production if you, if timer. What Supreme Commander will we see most in Nephilim? Uh, I know what the easier answer is, boys. I, I don't. Silent King. Okay. Uh, Dante. I'm going to say Gazgul. Really? I think because Gaz is the only war that benefits both um, the speed war and the regular war. And I think um, you really want both now because you and, – and the war is the – make or break when you call the war and how effective you make those two turns is make or break for orcs now that is literally yeah, okay. like ride or die um i do think I, th I think dustin is correct the most ubiquitous will be the silent king but my i, I want to see guys everywhere as well oh so you're saying what you want to see not what you will see that's fair it's okay that's my answer sometimes <laughs> we see and sometimes we only see what we want to see that's true i got my gold shades you know it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah boy uh, what others because i mean do you reckon shadow sun gets seen more or less now because she's uh, another one that's been kind of everywhere also yeah i was i gotta say if, if you're not thinking about abaddon i don't know he, I think he's going to be in every chaos uh, list. Okay, Literally every okay. chaos list. Well, they have um, to own him first and have also, to paint him. I don't want to see any have, unpainted Abaddon's on the table. You can also, you can um, Dustin. 
another one Me. is actually, will we see Gilliman? He's 300 points I square so. now. I think if yeah. you're playing Ultramarines, Gilliman's an auto-include now. I, I, yeah, absolutely. If you're playing Ultras, like, why the hell not? In fact, it might be a reason to step off your Ultramarine successes if you yeah, are, to, in order to get him in and get full full payload for that. Yeah, he's, rolls. Next, he's next topic. Next topic. Uh, I'll reset the timer. Okay, one unit to buy and one unit to sell Ooh. for Nephilim. Stonks. Stonks? What? Well, Just I mean, Google obviously, sell, sell those Maliceptors. Yep. And what what unit to buy, Paul? I'm good. So outside of the obvious of Sanguinary Guard, I think you're actually going to get more mileage out of Plague Marines. Ah. Ooh, that's a good call and good call. Not not leaning into the trope. Uh, oh, geez, I have so, I have actually so many I would want to say. I'm gonna. He's only got one or two. That's why it's a hot take. Oh, I had passed to Dustin. I got to think for a sec. Uh, no, put him on the spot, Dustin. Make okay, it. Yeah, no, Adam, what's, you have to what's answer. The buy? What's, what's the buy? one buy? What's the one buy? See, black see, just for fun. Everyone's kind of everyone's kind of already bought him, but I was I was gonna say Catan would be my hot go buy because I think Transcendent Catan are worth seeing play, mm. and I want to see him on the table. Maybe not what's the named the ones. What's the cell? Uh, the cell is all your DDAs. Doesn't matter. There's no buff in the world that's going to make those playable <laughs> unless they get, until they get a new data sheet. Core, don't matter. Don't touch the sides. Speaking exclusively for Necrons right now, you know? I guess so. All right, Dustin, what you got? See, for me, I would I, I, I buy the Silent King because I actually I have a Necron army, but I don't have the Silent King because I'm like, nice. I'm not really playing it. Because I don't, I don't play Necrons. I play GSC, but I like collecting them. And now this happened. Like, well, now if I ever play Necrons, I have to have a Silent King. Like, I, I have yep. to. So that's definitely the buy. <laughs> oh, I have another one. I have no oh, one you do? Okay. Oh, okay. we, we yeah, got to yeah. get a cell. We got to get Dustin's cell. Oh, sorry. Riptides. Go. Was that? Riptides. 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 Oh, All right, there we go. Adam, yeah. 11 yeah. seconds. Um, my sell is crisis suits. My buy is oh crap. Um, oh, damn it, I've forgotten it now. Oh, no. He meant to say death company, and we're out of time. Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah. It was assault. It was assault marines. Sorry, no, nope. no, no, can't never go back. Come on, yeah, retract. Right. Oh, best, sorry, <laughs> it's okay. Best unit choice to generate additional CP in Nephilim. Did you Tal- okay, tally man? Well, um, Tallyman's that, strong because it, it's every time. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Two, it's two chances a turn. Yeah. I can't say more than best. Some of them, some like, some of them let you start the game with two command points or mm-hmm. extra command points. Uh, I could tell. I know for sure the answer to this one. Well, for me anyway, because the ethereal yeah. just gives you one on uh, two plus. So uh, yeah. 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 The ethereal is kind of crazy. Is it the Nexos that gives you one for GSA? Yeah, Nexos five up whenever you use a strat. Like, yeah, sorry, when I say you, I mean me. Like whenever I use a strat. Um, <laughs> so the best choice, I think, is Imperial Knights. Just picking the one that auto gives you one extra at the start of the turn, right? Like you get two at the start of your turn instead of one if you just pick that oath. Oh, that's then, even better than a theory. Yeah, you, you don't have to roll <laughs> you just get to it. anything. You, roll. you just you just get it. Every start of every turn, you just get one extra, and you can still get like if you have a way to get ones back, you can still get one back every turn. Like, yeah. So I think that would be might be my pick. Or oh, you know what? Gray knights just in general because now they'll be yeah. able to get it yeah. with their their spell and then get it with psychic interrogation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. What's the way that um? What's the way the T Suns get one reliably as well? 
They've got a, is it a cabal, cabalage ritual or is it, no, it's a chant. It's a chant from their Infernal Master where they're just like roll a three plus, get a, a CP. Oh, is it? For some this is going to be a big adjustment I'm, coming up for me because you know I like to burn those command points early and often. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I've played, I've played the first, first game of Nephilim I played with my GSC, like the standard three triple patrol I had was awful. I was like, uh, well, I can't do anything apparently. I just have nothing to spend. Uh, someone said uh, biggest sell is mutilators. That would be true if we were, if, but we're talking specifically of Nephilim. Otherwise, if anyone 100%. had mutilators to begin with, if anyone had them, yeah. If I you have them, put them in, in, put them in the microwave if you want. Like no one's going to buy. No, that'll make them look better. <laughs> the, the selling por- the selling portion of this is it isn't going to get food for you, unfortunately. <laughs> All right, faction with the biggest lift from the balance data slate. Oh, uh, Necrons. Starts with N, ends with cross. Put the, put two and two together. Like what? everything that happened in okay. every single one of these updates benefits now. Paul, you got so, to take a minute and forty and explain. <laughs> explain them. I, I will rebut you on Blood Angels and Sisters oh. if you go either of those ways, Pauls. But you can have your time. You're not it's wrong. You can have your time. Yeah. But like, oh, imagine sixty plague marines on the table right now. Oh, Paul coming in from left with the banger. That's true. That's two in a row that you've been saying Death Guard. You got you got to talk about this now, Paul. Well, Come on. Death Guard. I mean, with the way you know, if we if we are to interpret the points like it says on the sheet or whatever, you you only all the upgrades are zero cost. So like the blight launchers, the the uh, uh, plasma guns, you know that kind of stuff yeah. are yeah. you know there's no points cost for them currently and if we were to take that as at face value that means that the stuff that you wanted to always get on plague marines but never did and so you had to buy you know kind of a, a 210 point unit for a 10 10 man unit of plague marines and then what is that, like 150 points of war gear or whatever just to make them functional you know so it, it's like if you're planning as death guard you're planning against an army with 2300 points Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like the, the, I mean, I, I, the, the chaos version of a war convocation now. And, and I, I don't know bring you if back to seven drones edition. went down or not, you know, with the <laughs> with the flesh mowers. They, but if, <laughs> if you've got did. 60, if you got, you know, all these pl- uh, plague marines going across the table, popping off shots, people with the armor content, people are going to have to engage them, which means you're going to get that sweet heroic intervention strat off more often. And so, <laughs> you know, you Light can't. Drop. None can defend. Uh, I, dude, I, I will find it hard to split hairs on you, but which which one got better out of Necrons and DG? I don't think either are wrong. Great answer. Really good answer. Really good answer. Mm. All right. Who would win in a fight? A taco or a grilled cheese? I know, I know we won't get, we won't get the, uh, the context here, but we're talking all like, are we talking just tacos, or are we talking quesadillas, tacos, now, or, are, you know, soft shell, hard shell? Wait, are they not a rules are lawyer? They fighting? Are they fighting? Like actually smashing into each other, or yeah. are, is it like Look, even which one I'm just going to give them a hot take. I don't need any questions. The grilled cheese has more rigidity, rigidity and yeah. stability, so the grilled okay. cheese will ultimately win against the fight of the taco. It's, it's not it's a question fight. of taste. Yeah. Yeah. Taco guy. Yeah. How could in you a fist taco fight? Guy? No. Okay. He's he's like going the, logic. He's going logic. Clearly. Weight and density, yeah. like they're they're in different weight classes, yeah. is the way I was going with this. Because if it was like a fold over quesadilla versus versus uh, versus grilled cheese, that's yeah. like same and same. We could we could have a like that's that's like a 
uh, an equal fight there. Just a loose taco, it's one punch away from its gut falling. <laughs> a taco right? didn't survive the three inches from the plate to your face. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly right. Is this, is this I, a soft taco or a hard taco? Have, so question for you. Have you ever dropped a taco then been able to eat it? Because I've dropped a grilled cheese and been able to eat it, you know? That's information I did not need to know. Yeah. I did I mean, know something more about Adam now. But yeah, you make a yeah. point. Yeah. You make a point, yeah. But, That's right. <laughs> but if the grilled cheese wins the fight, there's going to be so much taco stuff in it and on it now that it's basically a hybrid Enhanced. of grilled cheese. It's become a taco. taco. It's become, yeah. it become a new kind of – a new breed of taco. <laughs> and this thing is now even more delicious. So and really, powerful. And, if this and was the fight a- between grilled cheese and tacos, humans Only win. winners. Yeah. If, yeah. if this yeah. was a taquito oh you know. now see now yeah. we're getting really complicated here we're not you getting know, taquitos, we got, like a burrito bowl or something like well, there's so many things oh, the burrito bowls has got no chance grilled cheese grilled cheese is actually in a, in a fight gonna win against a lot of my favorite foods <laughs> it's like do you remember was it on simpsons you cannot hurt a, you cannot hurt yeah, a twinkie cool. Can't hurt a Twinkie. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we're breaking the rules. We're running this out. We need, we need a, we need a ladder to see what ultimately (laughs) when grilled cheese gets knocked out of this, this combat. I love that you spend more time, by the way, on who would win between a taco and a grilled cheese than any other forty k question. That was more arguable than the other ones. The other ones are just factual. Okay. Yeah. We got to do a better job on the questions. All right. Last one. (laughs) Uh, Next Star Wars character to get their own series on Disney Plus. Ace there's Windu. only one I that I already one determined, that I isn't it? Ace Windu. Yeah. Well, let's Who say let's say not the one that's been rumored. Let's say next. Ace Windu. Out of well, the one we here. want. Yes, the one you want. Ace yeah. Windu. Okay. Dustin has the best best answer. Ace <laughs> Windu. Ma- Mace Windu. Ace Windu. Isn't that's he what dead? I want to say. As in he. Well, he wasn't in, dead I, before he was dead. We haven't. Only one ever see a body. Got a series. Oh, you look in a world. Where Mace Windu dies falling out of a building is a world I don't want to live in. And there's a lot <laughs> there is a lot yeah. wrong with with some of the more recent. He's and I still say alive right now. He's point. running the taco stand with grilled cheese down the street right now. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um <laughs> I, uh, I have a lot on my wish list. Okay, well, uh, give us your best then. Uh, uh, we got a minute. Go e- ahead. Either, either minute. I want, either I want the, the Dark Plagueis story, which gives us the um, uh, the rise of the Palpatine, the Palpatine origin story. In addition, which would be sick. Yep. Either that, or I would like to have the Thrawn, um, Admiral Thrawn. Um, yeah, you, you kind of get that in Rebels. Um, you do, but I want, I want the Thrawn based storyline. Okay. Oh, from his okay. oh, only from his from perspective, his perspective, kind of like he, okay. him rising into the empire, the fall of the empire, then him trying to bring it back. Yeah, it'd be sick. Yeah, huh. that'd be cool. Yeah, those okay. those those are good. Yeah, that's good. There's, yeah, this is a bunch, and I'm glad we're getting. I'm actually glad we're getting this kind of expansion and getting to see that. Like, I, no spoilers, but uh, I was quite pleased with the Obi Wan series. Yes, me too. Mm-hmm. I just finished it. And there are some, there are some things in there. It's like, well, this is a series, and they're just going to do what they do sometimes. But I really like the direction they were going with that. And you get in, in like, uh, so my wife asked asked me, she's like, what do you think like Obi Wan's like special Jedi gift is or whatever? I just said he's just a complete truck. He just he's got it all. <laughs> That's his gift. That's all his the gift. upgrades. Yeah. Charisma. Everything. Yep. Yeah. Jesus, my show looks. 
that, that's our that's our show this week. It's it's been cool. This is now look. I know that we're in like a time period where people know things are changing, and uh, and so probably the advice we gave in this one is is probably less relevant than grilled cheese versus a taco. Yeah. Uh, but it's the, the journey that these players that we're seeing these players go on. I think is is you can take you can take something out of from the choices that they have made, and that's mm. the, interesting to me. Um, so for those who do not know, I'm going to do a quick plug at the end before we sign off. There is just a little, little event going on that's happened four times now called Charity Hammer. This weekend, 80 hours of 40k content will be produced for the sake of a charity called Child's Play, which provides amazing gaming aids and entertainment needs for children whilst they're undergoing medical treatment. Um, every donation you make towards Child's Play through the Charity Hammer website, which is where you should all go after the stream ends to get like just four straight days of entertainment following this one of those will be a gt um, played by the best players in the world some of the best players in the world playing the cutting edge new meta points changes nephilim in effect everything in effect data slate in effect um will all be in effect for that gt which starts first thing tomorrow morning at 9 a.m so if you want to know what's on the cutting edge and what the best players in the world think is where the best place to start with this stuff jump on support charity hammer every 30 dollars gets you a raffle ticket into the ongoing raffle so 30 30 dollars is one 60 is another you can donate $39 and then donate 21 you'll still get to the next ticket um, and some incredible prizes um, the, the two keynote prizes first one is a $1200 RAF, um, voucher to Hammerhead Games, which you can use on anything. You can use on D&D, you can use on Magic, you can use on 40k, AOS, whatever you want um, and the next one is a commission painted army by Sean Naden like you just send Sean the models and he's going to paint you your army. Can, do you know how rare that will be to have on your shelf? Like the perpetual it's great, great player and great painter. So that is something to, yeah. yeah. The perpetual Ren man and <clears throat> of, of uh, the LVO painting you an army, possibly a goat contender for one of the greatest 40 K players of all time. Oh, we did get a question. Army. Time zone, uh, Easter, like 9am. What time Pacific zone? Standard. Pacific, Pacific standard. standard. Yeah, Dustin's gonna be doing some commentary. I'm gonna be going there straight from here. I've already been co- I was commentating there for nine hours before I came here. So if you want some more Adam in your day, if you haven't had enough, please jump over and join me there. <laughs> well, seriously, that's I encourage y'all to do that as well. Uh, it's been great talking to y'all. The chat has been absolutely awesome. Thanks a lot for everybody participating and, and uh, saying what's up to us and just hanging out over the course of this hour. Really appreciate it. We will be back each and every week. We'll see y'all soon. See you next week. See you.